0: I, like many of you here, am someone who fully embraces being part of the world and the exciting things around us, and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, always, I'm always ready to, to download the latest social media app, always ready to try, out, uh, try a new band that's just been released. I, I'm, I'm keen to be up to date with what's going on around me. And I love that this church here is a place that is open generally open to trying new things, and that we are a place that is, uh, we're open to being creative in our gatherings together. You're a very gracious bunch, because we introduce new songs all the time. We mix up fonts and visuals and graphics all the time, um, and we try incorporating video and creative arts into everything we do. But it is so great to be part of a community that embraces these things and moves things forward which is exciting because music, art, and storytelling have always been part of Christian faith. People have always been trying to express and put language and a shape to our encounters with God. They've always been trying to frame and understand these things of when we've seen glimpses of who God is. Whether that was through hymns, liturgy, or painting, Sistine Chapel, whether that was through uh, sculpture, we've always moved with the times to help express and communicate who God is. And if we fast forward that to, um, to today, we see that through modern sounds, through technology, through lighting, visuals. Our talk's available online. And uh, if you're not subscribed, you can now get them on Spotify. Very cool. Um, and soon to be streamed through video as well. So does all of this make us relevant? Am I relevant to the world around me because I shared Kanye's album on my Instagram stories this week. Am I called to be relevant? Are we called to be relevant? What does it even mean? So let's think for a minute about this thing called church. I'd like us to think big picture narrative of the Bible, because that's generally how I always like to look at things. Man was created in the beginning... To walk hand in hand with God in the Garden of Eden, it's beautiful, it's in, in perfect harmony. Man eats the fruit, and then there's this separation between God and man. There's a broken relationship between man and God, and man and the world. God then reaches out to man time and time and time again, all through the Old Testament. It's God reaching out, trying to restore that relationship, and man and God being separate from one another. We see that through Abraham, through Moses, and many, many other people. Then we see God's people are in the wilderness, they're trying to still understand and encounter God together, so they build the tabernacle as a place of worship, they come and bring their offerings to God, that later becomes the temple, this is a place where they're able to come, bring something to a priest who's able to take it towards God, and they have an opportunity to encounter this this God that they love and worship then there's these specific prophecies that are sp- spoken about one day this man is going to come and it's going to restore the world and they're waiting for God to appear and that's where we enter Jesus. So Jesus comes into a broken world where man and God are separate and he comes and he walks amongst the, the man uh, and women, and he heals the sick. He raises the dead, and he starts to restore the broken world order, saying crazy things like, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. So to a broken world full of people wanting to be healed and reconnected, Jesus walks as God, inviting restoration and wholeness through him to the Father. Brilliant, right? Good. So we killed him. But, spoiler alert, Jesus came back to life. <laughs> Thank you. And in the process, uh, in the, process the, the curtain in the temple is ripped in two. That was there as a division between the holy place of where God existed and the rest of the world. When Jesus died, that curtain's ripped in two. And he's saying, uh, no longer is the holy place separate to the other places. It's all fair game. Then Jesus goes up to heaven, he leaves us with the Holy Spirit, saying that God will now be with us, amongst us, and that we can all encounter God at any point and do incredible things and see the world restored. A bunch of people who follow Jesus, they're then filled with the Spirit, start meeting together, start telling other people about Jesus, doing incredible signs and wonders, and the church is born. That's a quick overview. Very quick overview. Missed a few details, but there you go. Church has always existed and um, been influenced by the culture around. And it's always had influence over the culture around. Because church is made up of a collection of people. So therefore, it naturally takes different shapes and will be affected by different characters and different people. This group of people here will look totally different to a group of people in a totally different part of the world because we shape and form what goes on as we gather together. Church spread across Europe, and it spread through the Romans, inheriting Roman culture, and in the process, that affected culture around it at the same time. So as you can see, church and culture have always sit hand in hand. And as Christians, we're not called to live in an isolated bubble as nice as that would be, separate from the world, doing our own wonderful things all day, every day, not engaging with society, not engaging with social media, not engaging with politics, because have you ever heard of the expression, we're supposed to be in the world, but not of the world? Yeah, Yeah, that classic Christian expression. This comes from John 17, verse 16, where Jesus said, they are not of the world, even as I am not of it. It's this classic Christian expression, but the truth is, we are created to live in this world we're part of. We are created to contribute. We are created to serve and engage with others. We are placed on this planet to be part of it. And the world should look better because I'm here. And the world look, should look better because Alan's here. And the world should look better because Barry and the Odmans team are here. But the world that we live in is a broken place full of things that are designed to take our attention and focus. Software and app developers created the little red notification symbol, and it's supposed to create a subconscious sense of urgency in us. I need to constantly check my phone. I need to constantly be connected, because someone might have messaged me, or someone might have liked that picture. People create apps that are designed for us to need to constantly go back all day, every day, and they consume our lives. We live in a world with 24-hour news, global news. We live in a world where we can interact with people from the other side of the world, from the comfort of our bedroom or on the bus. I can interact with people without even giving a second thought to who they are, what their background is, what their financial status might be, what their family status might be, what's going on within them, because we live in this globalized, connected world, which is such an exciting time to be alive. And this is the world that we are created to be a part of. However, in a world full of red notifications, full of screens and distractions, and now we're in the era of fake news, all these things that are designed to take our attention it's easy for us to lose reality with truth. Adam, in his book, which I'm sure you've all read, says, uh, tells a story about Hillary Clinton landing in Bosnia in 1996. And she talks about landing and running in under sniper fire, just trying to get to safety. The problem with that story was there were a whole load of reporters with her who remember it like this. And that she arrived off the plane, she greeted the locals, it was a very gentle and nice casual moment. In that, that time, she had lost reality with the truth. Now it might have been that Hillary came back from that, clip, uh, that trip and she was chatting with people and then over time they asked a bit more about the story and she goes, oh, well, it was a bit dangerous. You know, there were, there were military around. And then the next time she tells the story, yeah, the military were lining the, the airstrip as we landed. And then the next time, yeah, actually, the military all had their guns out because people were starting to attack. And before you know it, the story becomes more and more and more elaborate. And actually, it evolved until it suddenly becomes her interpretation of the truth. She got used to that distorted story so much that it became her truth. I started by sharing all the things that I love about the world around us and the ways in which we embrace technology as a church. And all of those things can be very appealing. And all those things can be great ways of reaching out. But those things in themselves don't have any substance. Those things are just tools. If a builder spent his whole time Focused on tools, cleaning them, servicing them, that doesn't make them a good builder. Tools enable the builder to build. It's not about the tools themselves. They each have a function. The main thing has to stay the main thing. For the builder, the main thing is the building, not the tools that he uses to do so. If we lose reality with the truth, and we lose the substance, it becomes about the things as opposed to what's underneath. So for me, when I was at school, I went through a classic phase of trying to work out where I fitted and who my friends were. Here he is. Year 11, Joe. <laughs> Looking back at it now, what a great haircut, uh, for starters. Uh, I laugh. I, actually, I laugh at the inconsistency of myself because based on my friend's uh, different music tastes, I would evolve myself to like that kind of music. So a friend of mine would be like, oh, do you like this band? Or have you heard of this band? I'd be like, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, they're really great, really like them. Going home to go and check them out and that would then become the band that I like. Would you like this band? Yeah, no, yeah, not really my thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would evolve myself to kind of move with what was cool and what was popular in and around me. My language would evolve. My behavior mold and, uh, uh, evolved and molded to what was going on around me. And actually, year 11 Joe with great hair didn't really know who he was and, and what, what I really stood for. And I don't know if for any of you that is your story, whether that was your story or even is your story now. Because if our focus and our attention is keeping up on what's popular or what's What's relevant right now, we have to change all the time. I changed and moulded all the time. Apart from that haircut, that stayed strong. <laughs> and there are people who spend their lives chasing and following these things. There are people who may have been immensely popular a few years ago and now are long gone. How many of those people that shared at the start your celebrity, the person that you were, you know, was the coolest growing up, how, raise your hand if they're still cool now? And I don't just mean they're cool to you. Oh, right, now I'm interested. Who did we say? Noel Edmonds. (laughs) Quick poll. Is Noel Edmonds cool? (laughs) Okay. I think we got our answer there. (laughs) I was so desperate to be known and liked that I lost touch with who I was made to be. And actually, losing reality of my truth so I, I ended up becoming, you know, different persons, different people. The problem with that is, if we become so relevant to the world around us, we lose our relevance. If we become so relevant to the world around us, we lose our roots in truth, we lose our roots as a person, we lose our identity, which means that we lose our relevance to the world around us. Because the world needs me, to be assured in who God has made me to be. If I operate as Joe with the gifts that God's given me and the strengths that are put within, the world is a better place because of it. Not because of any great particular thing I can do, but because the world needs me to be me. The world is a better place when Matt Callahan operates fully in his gifting And brings what he brings to the world. If Matt just looks exactly the same as me and we do the same things all the time, we lose our relevance to the world around. Each and every one of us are called to bring what we bring to the world around us. And that is the relevance that we have. Romans 12 verse 2. Because I can't do a talk without looking at Romans 12. I'm going to read in the message because I'm relevant. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God and you'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God and you'll be changed from the inside out. By becoming so relevant, I lose my relevance because I look no different. To become relevant, I need to be rooted in truth. I need to be rooted in my identity with Christ because nothing is more attractive to a broken world than consistency and truth. Jeremiah 17, verses five to eight. Say, cursed is the strong one who depends on mere humans, who thinks he can make it on muscle alone and sets God aside as dead weight. He's like a tumbleweed on the prairie. Out of touch with the good earth, he lives rootless and aimless in a land where nothing grows. But blessed is the man who trusts me, God. The woman who sticks with God, they're like trees replanted in Eden, putting down roots near the rivers, never a worry through the hottest of summers, never dropping a leaf, serene and calm through droughts, bearing fresh fruit every season. In a world of fake news and instant changes, the consistent, steadfast, unchanging love of Jesus is what stays relevant and life-changing. And if we want to be people and a church who are relevant to the world around us, we have to not focus on relevance, not focus on doing cool things, but actually we need to focus on being people who have deep roots with Jesus, people who have deep, close relationships with the Father, because the more we know who we are, And the more we walk with him, the more the world is transformed around us. When Jesus was saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life, he is saying that he is truth for all people. It is only through Jesus that we may truly experience life in all its fullness, not through Facebook. It's only through Jesus that we can come to the Father, which he made possible through dying on the cross. And in a world that is riddled with anxiety and fear, it is only through Jesus that we can experience truth. So should we even be relevant to the world around us? Absolutely. Because we're part of the world around us. And if we are here, the world should look better because of it. Yeovil should look better because YCC is here. This region should look better because we are here. Your workplace should look better because you are there. Your friendships and your families should look better because you are there. We are part of this world, but relevance must never, ever come as a compromise of truth. Just imagine for a minute, what could a church rooted and relevant look like? This could be a place that is comfortable and accessible for anybody walking through the doors, where we're speaking a language that's understandable, where we're interacting through media, where we use our social media to talk about what's going on and share things online, where art and music that's cutting edge are part of our gatherings and it's creative and everything reveals more of who God is, but it's a place that does not compromise on the truth that Jesus is the source of life. Jesus is the one who transforms us. All things are formed in him and through him, and every time we come face to face with Jesus, we have to come away looking different. And this is a place where we, we expect prayer to change things. This would be a place where healing and miracles happen every time we gather together. That is a church that I want to be a part of. But this is the part where it stings. Sorry. Because if we want to have deep roots that go in go, you know deep into Jesus, we are invited into relationships of transformation. And we are invited and called to the highest level of holiness. If we want to be truly relevant to the world around us, it's not our lights, it's not our visuals, it's not our cold Coldplay sounding electric guitars, it's not these things that are going to make people Healed and restored. All of those things are tools. They're all things that help us be accessible, but the main thing needs to stay the main thing. If you want to be relevant to the world around you, it's not your IPA drinking, casual swearing, Instagram coffee posting, inappropriate joking that's going to make people want to know Jesus. If we want to be truly relevant to the world around us, we have to be people who embrace holiness and intimacy with God. Because holiness is what looks different to the world around us. Holiness reveals Jesus, because we can't live holy lives without Jesus. And if we come face to face with God, if we come face to face with a holy God, We can't walk away the same. Pete and Julie, do you want to come up? That verse again in Romans 12 said, don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God and you'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Let's not be people who become so relevant that we lose our relevance. Let's be people who have deep roots that go down into relationship with Jesus. So what's our response this morning? Maybe you're sitting there and you feel like you've lost touch with truth. Maybe you're sitting there in faith and church and this whole thing that we do has become something that you just do every week. But actually, it doesn't really impact the rest of your life. Maybe you're sitting there thinking, yeah, I've become pretty well adjusted to my culture. I fit into it without even thinking. Maybe you're sitting there this morning thinking you've lost your relevance. Or maybe this morning the Holy Spirit is just prompting an attitude or highlighting an attitude within that you know makes you look exactly the same to the world around you whether that's an attitude to sex or an attitude to drinking or an attitude to, to swearing, to money, to power, to relationships. Maybe it's just anger. Maybe, maybe the Spirit's just prompting something in you now and you go, actually, I know that I don't look any different to my work colleagues because I've adopted the same things that they do. Or you know maybe I don't look any different to my school friends. And maybe the spirit this morning is just highlighting and prompting and inviting you to come before a holy God to lay that down and go, God, take this because I want to live a life where my roots are deep down into you, where my relevance comes from holiness and from walking hand in hand and close to Jesus. So are we prepared this morning to dig down roots deep into Jesus and allow him to flow out Through our actions, lives, and words. Should we stand together? Why don't we just close our eyes? God's inviting us into a higher level of holiness to bring transformation to the world around. This morning, if you know there's an attitude or there's something in your life where you're going, actually, I don't look different, but God, I want to lay that down and I want to look different and live different as the person you've made me to be. In a moment, I'm gonna invite you to come forward and we're gonna pray that God will that God will break that that we will be people with deep roots who live holy lives if this morning you know that actually you've lost touch with truth that this has just become something that you casually do but actually Jesus doesn't infiltrate every element of your life but you want him to I'm going to invite you to come forward because we want to pray that Jesus flows out into every section of this and if you're standing there this morning going I want the world to look better because I'm in it. But I know that I need to see transformation in my life. Then I'm going to invite you to come forward. So if I could just have the leadership team and some of the ministry team come forward.